The first time I realized I was gay was the scariest moment of my life. I don't think I've had a moment that has matched how frightened I was. <clears throat> I don't remember a moment in my life where I was more scared of life. It was the early 90s, and quite frankly, conditions were different in 1991. Uh, AIDS was still a really big thing, and uh, a little while later, uh, Freddie Mercury would announce he had AIDS and die, and Magic Johnson would announce that he had the HIV virus. It wasn't a great time for it, um, and I was fundamentally shaped by that fear that fear never went away that fear has stayed with me most of my life um and it's just due to the time i came up um it forever altered decisions i made it shaped the way i approached life um that fear has instilled things in me that have fundamentally made me me which in the largest sense um how uh, sexuality can shape you people who dismiss uh people who come out of the closet don't take into consideration that um having that sort of thing hang over you even in 2022 can fundamentally shape the way you are as a human and acceptance or lack thereof in many cases will forever alter the course of your life it's enormous and you can't behave in that way perpetually in the closet you just can't do it it's harmful to your psyche um, it has destroyed many lives and so is living in fear of being gay uh i've never adjusted to it um and it is a i'm in my mid-40s it is it is a constant constant work in progress and you are at the whims of society um society ebbs and flows <clears throat> in the late 70s society was relatively accepting of uh homosexuality in a not in a large sense but in the most it had ever done disco was the most popular form of music there were clubs all over that were openly gay um and by 1981 that all changed when this disease that had no name came to shape the way we thought about having sex <clears throat> now the, the mere act of sex could kill you and that was a fundamental part of being gay becoming uh someone who knew at that point if you engaged in sex with someone you were going to die and because gay and because technology and medicine hadn't advanced to that such a point it killed you if you're a kid growing up in the 80s there you are taught that you will die um that, that is just something that that came through in my mid-40s now i don't live with necessarily that fear anymore the specter 
um, the specter of of that AIDS of AIDS has has diminished pretty pretty much. Um, there are prep. There are things. There's things you can take to shield you from that. When people walked into Club Q in Colorado Springs in Saturday night, they weren't going there to do anything other than watch a drag show. <coughs> that was it. They were going to be entertained. You know, as someone who has seen many a drag show, I can tell you they're fun. And therefore, all ages and all sexualities, they're just based on having fun. These are performers. Drag has been a thing for many decades, going back to the 20s, burlesque shows. Um, hell, in 1983, there was a movie that came out called Victor Victoria, which <clears throat> lauded that sort of thing. Going to a drag show, you shouldn't fear for your life. And until 2022, I, the thought never crossed my mind. Maybe if this was the 90s, but no one was doing this sort of thing back then. Five people were killed, and 25 people have been injured through the graces of a... Uh, army veteran who was happened to be there with his wife and daughter and her boyfriend stopped the carnage after five people were killed uh and an intrepid drag queen with a stiletto heel put in some stomps for good measure this wasn't the police this was the people who were there to just have a good night that were violated in the most severe way you possible by just going to a show. And I never would have thought that that was, would be possible up until now, up until this year, not just now this year. And I'll get to that in the last part of the product of the podcast. More than anything else, the violation of safety has come across. How we have, as a society, progressed to having all of our precious communal moments violated because of nut jobs with guns. Uh, and we have craven and ambitious politicians who amplify that for their own political ends until 2022 i never would thought would have never crossed my mind i have been to club q um in fact i was there a couple times for the first time in uh, 2005 or six uh, i had a friend who lived in the springs and we would go uh, it's a pretty innocuous location. <clears throat> it's not garish. Uh, it's it's very strip molly looking, but it's very fun. Very fun place. Very fun, very relaxing place. 
you know, I spent about eight years and from when I was 15 to just before I turned 23 um, in the city of Grand Junction. And they had one nominal gay bar that uh, wasn't even fully full time gay. And. And when you get to a city of 400 and whatever thousand that uh, um, Colorado Springs is you uh, probably would think that they would have more. But they don't. They have one. <coughs> and, <clears throat> sorry, I'm still getting over for COVID, folks. So if, if you hear this, that's, I apologize. Um, Colorado Springs is much like Salt Lake City, Utah, in the fact that despite the fact that it is a nexus of military and religious strongholds and which really very much what it is you have the air force academy and two and one large reservist base in fort carson and another one in falcon you have a large military presence combined with the hub of focus on the family and various other religious christianity focused protestant uh you know sects and branches and all this stuff <coughs> it is a uh conservative to with a capital c all capital letters basically it's very conservative net conservatism is one of the reasons i largely avoid it i don't go down to colorado springs um i had friends who lived there for years and it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. I and in to a large extent until 2005 slash six, I never even thought about it. And I went there and I went to Kill Club Q. I saw this was there was this underbelly. And the reason I bring up Salt Lake City is that in in common with Salt Lake City, there's this vibrancy to the LGBT LGBTQIA community there because of the circumstances that they are surrounded by um there's a community to it and there is a vibrancy to it that you that fr frankly i don't see in denver um we don't understand that we have it good up here we don't understand that <clears throat> we don't ha we have we have it so good up here in denver and we take it for granted and it become jaded and we don't participate like we should. Going to Group Club Q in, Cal in Colorado Springs is an act of community, an act of, an act of going and being among people who are like you. Something that I have largely taken for granted for most of my life through a combination of fear and a relentless, relentless drive to be my own thing. <clears throat> which sucks. Um, but this is not about me. This is about the people who went to this bar to see a drag show and were killed, murdered, murdered by someone who was riled up by anti-trans, anti-drag show, uh, hate rhetoric that was brought up in a context specifically to be used in against democrats in a midterm election let that sink in
Lauren Bobert, Doug Lamborn, Christopher Rufo, Libs of TikTok, Marjorie Taylor Green. These people use this not with any sense of actual virtue or any sort of belief, <clears throat> but used it to move voters to get to the polls, to gin up um, panic about stuff that doesn't exist. It is fundamental, and, and even the Heidi Ganahl was was talking about this sort of thing, form, former candidate for governor, who she was defeated by uh, Jared Polis. This thing has been permeating because of a cynical, craven, hateful drive to win miserable people. Let me repeat that. They wanted to win miserable people. People who are unhappy with their lives and need a focus who are unhappy with their lives and they need something to hate to make themselves feel better and by ginning up this hate they caused what happened at club q it was inevitable that this was going to happen it, the violation of the safe space, the violation of the people's lives who went there just to be entertained is unfathomable. You've taken the, 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 the person who I'm not going to say, not going to say his name on this podcast, person who went in there armed with assault weapons, went in with the sole purpose of murdering people. Went in with the sole purpose to do that. There is no, and, the, and when, I, <clears throat> when I talk to people about this, I say, to go into a gay club, you don't go in by mistake. You know it's a gay club. This isn't a, just a random thing. You have to purposely go into a gay club. <clears throat> you have to know you are going in there. And that is what makes this so much worse. I've spent the last day just kind of walking around like a zombie. This for me has been worse than Pulse. And Pulse was far worse. Far, far, far worse, unfortunately. Not to minimize the five lives that were lost. But due to the heroic efforts of the, of the veteran and the drag uh, queen, um, more people were not killed. In Pulse, it was just carnage. In both occasions, both people went in knowing it was a gay club. You can't mistake a gay club with a straight club. They are very distinctly different things. You have to go in knowing what you are getting into. These politicians, including Lauren Boebert, who tried to give her condolences to the people of Colorado Springs and Club Q and the victims, trying to clean up a mess that she was the one who created. 
Doug Lamborn. Same goddamn thing. And it's hard for me not to think that the blood is on their hands for ginning up hatred about drag shows and groomers. Libs of TikTok, which was gloating hours, hours after the massacre happened. Christopher Rufo, the most cynical, goddamn, awful human being who, who was a full participant in driving the narrative of gay people being groomers. Unbelievably cynical, detestable, awful, fucking awful. When I was a scared teenager, realizing I was gay, the idea of sex was frightening. 44-year-old Jeff is now afraid to go to clubs. 44-year-old Jeff is afraid to see a drag show. That fucking sucks. And I'm not going to sit here and lecture the many straight people who listen to this podcast and uh, tell you what to think. I don't give a flying you-know-what. I honestly don't. You think what you think, and I'm not going to police your brain. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the majority of people, of, of just decent human beings, don't think like these cynical assholes who ginned up hate in order to get people to go to the polls. I'm going to assume that almost all of us have a decent bone in our goddamn bodies. Maybe I'm assuming too much. Five people lost their lives when they were just going in to just have fun. We can't have fun anymore, folks. And it's really discouraging. I am not going to sit here and let these people claim my fun. I'm not going to let them claim me and harm me and people I love. But at times like this, you do feel powerless. And I don't know what the solution is. To give you an idea of its impact as we go out of this podcast, I'm going to play you an interview from uh, uh, KRDO in Colorado Springs, which is the ABC affiliate. And this interview with his uh, patron at the Club Q called Name Joshua. All credit goes to uh, KRDO. Uh, this is from their Twitter account. <clears throat> and I'm going to play you this what this individual has said, what, how it was impacting him, how it impacted the people there, and what he heard. You need to hear this. You need to hear what he has to say, the fear, and the violation he felt when this happened. 
Once again, this is KRDO. The interview uh, was done by Dan Beatty. As I was dancing on the dance floor, um, I heard shots fired. I thought it was the music because um, there were no screams. There was no help, help, nothing like that. Um, then there were more shots. When I realized what was going on, I ran to the dressing room immediately. There was a customer that followed me, and there was a drag performer, uh, Delusional, who was in the dressing room. I made them lock the doors, and we got down on the ground and cut off the lights immediately. We heard everything. We heard more shots fired. We heard uh, the assailant being beat up by someone that I assumed that tackled him. We heard the police come in. We heard them yelling at him. We heard uh, them saying, check certain people because they're critical. Um, we, we heard everything. And all I can think about is everything, my life. Just everything, friends, family, loved ones. I came here to celebrate my birthday. Honestly, I was supposed to be in Denver, but I came back a day early and like, I just, it's sad. Joshua, what does this mean for the LGBTQ community here in Colorado Springs this year? It's, it's hard to say. It means so much because this is our only safe space here in the Springs. And so for this to get shot up, like, what are we gonna do now? Where are we gonna go? Yeah, we can rebuild and, and come together and this, but what about those people that lost their lives for no reason? Like the 18, other 18 that were injured, I could have been one of them. Like, it's, it means a lot because again, what are we gonna do now? How are we gonna feel safe in our in our city this was your safe space yeah this was the only lgbtqia plus space in the entire city of colorado springs it's won awards in independent magazine it's i got my start here like so many of my friends i've met here and people that i call loved ones and now it's shattered